This episode is brought to you by Hostfully. Using Hostfully, you can create a free digital guidebook for your listing so that you can save time creating a professional experience for every guest that comes and visits your spot. Learn more at hostfully.com. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. What's up, everybody? This is episode 313 of Get Paid for Your Pad. It's going to be an awesome episode because me and Mr. Eric Miller have just wrapped up our SDR Legends events here in Cartagena in Colombia. And so what we're going to do in this episode, we are going to tell you guys a little bit about how the event was and also the takeaways, the learning lessons that we gathered from the event. And we have some cool announcements as well. So first of all, let's welcome Eric to the show. Eric, what's up, man? What's up, Jasper? Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's been a uh, it's been a really fucking awesome event. I thought it was incredible, really incredible. We're here in Colombia, Cartagena. We organized this event. Neither of us had ever been to Cartagena. So it was uh, it was really interesting to organize something in a place where we've never been. We hadn't seen the house. Of course, we looked at the pictures and we saw how incredible it was. It's a 16th century mansion that was occupied by the governor of Cartagena, actually. It was built for the governor of Cartagena. It's an incredible mansion, really, with 15 bedrooms, a bunch of pools, a bunch of rooftops, giant ballrooms. So when we saw that property, we just knew that we had to organize uh, the event there. So, Eric, give me your uh, evaluation. Like, what what do you think of the event? Yeah, it was uh, it was incredible, man. Like, obviously, this is my first time in uh, Latin America, you know, and uh, I don't speak a word of English. So without you or Adrian, I would, or, or Spanish. English is fine, man. Uh, I don't speak a word of Spanish, so without you, I'd be freaking lost. But uh, yeah, man, Colombia has been a. I I love this city. Cartagena is a such a beautiful city. The house was unreal. I mean, it's really hard to put into words how special that house was, right? And the owner of that property took it from. uh, It's crazy to think that that was a. uh, someone used to live there. They turned it into five separate apartments with, what was it? Two to five bedrooms per apartment, uh, the rooftop, you know, pool and all that other stuff. So it, it was just truly incredible. And, you know, the house came with, uh, seven staff members as well. So that was really cool to see and like building the, the friendships with the people in the house. And then of course the, uh, you know, the, the legends mastermind was just unreal going from obviously the content, the members, but going out and exploring the city with everybody. It, it, it's just a, it's a life, life changing experience down here so it's a bummer that we're gonna leave tomorrow but it's been 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 pretty incredible yeah absolutely it was it was incredible and if you want to get an idea of what this event was like we really documented uh, the event well first of all we brought down a camera crew and we are going to release a four-part video series on youtube the first episode is probably going to be 
published in about a month or so. Of course, we'll keep you guys updated. But in addition to the video series, uh, you can check out our Instagram account, SDR Legends. We created a story highlight with lots of uh, lots of stories from the event. So you can, if you go through all those stories, you get a pretty good idea what we've uh, what we've done. So highly recommend uh, check that out. Yeah, I would love to kind of give a little background on the uh, the video series uh, since you mentioned that. You know, the idea behind this is we're holding these incredible events all around the world. Uh, and we have a few more that we have planned for the upcoming months. But it's a very intimate event, right? We have what, 25 max, 30 people at these events. Um, so we have so many people that have been reaching out to us of wanting to get either be invited to the events or just to understand what we're doing, get access to the content and the and the people. So we decided to uh, you know invest pretty heavily into a camera crew and production, all of this. And the idea behind the video series, we're going to call it Hosting at Scale. And uh, the idea is that we're going to have four episodes. Each episode is going to feature one legend with their journey throughout Legends Cartagena. And we sit down and talk to them about what they specialize in. Uh, And it's truly incredible. And the episodes are going to be about 10 to 12 minutes long. And uh, we go deep into certain topics and why these individuals, why these hosts are legends, why we consider them legends in this space. So I'm excited to, uh, to release this. And then, you know, the idea is during every legends that we go to will be a new season. So this is going to be season one, uh, episode one, and we're kicking off with some incredible, incredible operators. So yeah, super excited. We'll, we'll announce it to everybody, but I just wanted to give some, some background on what that's about. Awesome. So let's go into some of the takeaways. What are, what are the things that we learned? Um, because of Obviously, this event is for our legends to connect and to really build a strong relationship with each other so that in the future, whenever they run into a challenge, they can literally just go into our WhatsApp group and consult with 20 people who have a very similar business, right? Because again, the legends, is, it's really for like larger operators, right? People that are running like 50, 100, 150, 200 plus units. But also we have a mix of different type of businesses, whether it's master leases, uh, we have uh, property managers, but we also brought down a bunch of people that are uh, really in looking at the investment side. So people that are investing, people that are connected with investors. Uh, one of our operators actually uh, signed a deal on a hotel purchase during Legends, during the Mastermind with the help of one of uh, the other Legends who, uh, who've done similar deals before. So that was really, uh, that was incredible just to, just to see them go through this process. But let's, uh, yeah, let's share some of the takeaways, some of the lessons that uh, that we learned. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hand it over to you, Eric, and uh, I'll give you <laughs> some time to uh, to share. Yeah. So the I think the biggest takeaway from hanging out with some of the you know the top operators in our in our industry, it's actually something that you and I have been kind of preaching to our students inside the uh, Short Term Rental Profit Academy is. The industry has changed so much over the last few years. There's been so many people that have been able to just kind of enter the space and put, you know, units up on Airbnb. 
take a couple of photos, put some automation in place and make a ton of money. And I think over the last, you know, 12 to 24 months, the industry has changed so much with, you know, a lot more VC money, a lot more investors, a lot more professional uh, operators and, and big brands and companies. And all of that has really made a major impact on the industry to shift us towards the professionalism side of our industry. So meaning the and we have something that you and I you know talk about all the time that list it and forget it air quotes list it and forget it of just taking a property putting it up on Airbnb and making a bunch of money those times are over we're we're switching to professionalism professionalism in standards professionalism in brand um, professionalism in our communication with our guests but then also the bringing everything together and really understanding are our properties actually profitable? Are we in cities that we can grow our companies? If you're an operator that wants to grow to multiple units, are you in a city that supports that short-term and long-term? There's so many different takeaways, but I think the number one to focus on, especially for the listeners, is to understand that 2020 is going to be the year of the professional host, right? Regardless if you're running one unit or if you're somebody that's trying to hit a hundred or a thousand units, all of it, the standards need to be world-class at this point. We have to truly treat even one unit as a real business, a professional business versus just a side hustle, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I've been on Airbnb for quite a while. And it's, it's funny that you mentioned uh, mention this because I think the guest expectation has also changed, right? I remember in 2011, when I booked my first Airbnb, I was thinking, if this host lets me into the apartment, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't really expecting much more than that. Like, a place to sleep, yeah. Wi-Fi, AC. I mean, that was pretty much it, you know? Because I was thinking, like, I don't know how this works. Like, mm -hmm. this is kind of crazy. Like, some random person is going to let me into his house. But over time, that's really changed, right? Mm -hmm. So, the guests are expecting more. And at the same time, there's more competition, right? Mm -hmm. So, how do we stand out? Let's, let's give a little bit of advice here. I think, uh, I, think I, I kind of see it in three phases. At first, it was, you just put an apartment on there and you're good. Mm -hmm. Then, it came to listing optimization, so you got to have good photos, you got to have a good description, you got to have good reviews, you got to respond fast. All, all of that stuff had to be dialed in in order to do well. What I see now is when I look at the people that I consult with, a lot of them now, they actually have pretty good listings, but they're still struggling to get a lot of traction. And so I think the next phase is to really understand that you're running a business and to approach it from a business pr perspective, just like you would run any other business. So instead of just having a listing and optimizing it, you now need to think about your brand. Who are you targeting? Who are those people that would really love to stay in your place? How are you going to stand out from the competition, right? Is it your is it your standards? Is it the theme that you're using? Is it the way that you have designed your place, 
right? Is it the, the service that you're providing? Is it the connection that you're building with your guests, right? You really want to understand like, who am I targeting? What's my USP, my unique selling point, mm. right? And how am I going to use Airbnb, but also other platforms in your own direct booking websites? How am I going to use those marketing channels? And what messaging am I going to use through the listings on those platforms to attract my ideal avatar, mm-hmm. right? Those are really the things that we need to be thinking about now because just having a good listing is is not enough anymore, right? Yeah, and that, that kind of leads into the second biggest takeaway. Uh, and I'm curious if you picked up, I'm sure you picked up on this as well. And I, and it's funny, I think, you know, there's a lot of operators or hosts that, you know, running a couple of units think that the guys and gals that are running a hundred or 200 or 300 units have all their shit together. Right. And that it's easier for them to run it. And the reason they're at this point is because they have their systems and operations and blah, blah, blah in place. Even the biggest companies in this space, all of their op- their number one challenge is operations. And did you realize that? Like everybody was talking about that, and they were talking about personal experience, and then they were sharing some insider information on some of the bigger companies that we all know of that are you know on a countrywide or global basis that ha- share the similar challenges, and it all comes down to operations and people. And it, it blew my mind. I was like, I was like, oh man, like, you know, I was struggling at that with just a handful of units. And one of the individuals in the room is running over 300 units. Another individual is going to scale to 600 units this year. And they all said the same thing. Their operations and their people are the biggest challenges that they, they have, you know, and it, it just blew my mind. And I realized, was, okay, this is something going to 2020, 2021 that all of us have to really understand is not only is the industry shifting towards professionalism, but to stay professional and to grow your business and to actually be profitable Again, regardless, and you know, I don't want to scare people away with the the size of this, right? It's like regardless if you have one, two, three units, or if you have three, four, five hundred units, it's all the same. Like uh, professionalism, and then your operations and people have to be dialed in. And I think it's something that a lot of people think that this is a business that, again, going back to like the list it and forget it thing, that time is completely over. I think we have to constantly be thinking about over and over. We, I don't think we're ever going to get to a point of satisfaction with our professionalism, our operations, and our people. So really dialing in what systems we're using, building systems for everything. What we did all day today, like post this event, you know, we spent all day building systems for the next event so we can run this the best that we can. So I think, I think that's the second biggest takeaway. I'm curious to get your opinion on this is like what you saw for those operators that were in that room. But I think people really have to figure out the systems, the software they use, and then really spend a lot of time on who they're hiring for their company. Absolutely. Absolutely. Having the right people is, uh, is crucial. And you can see this in the, uh, in the, in the startup investing world as well, mm-hmm. right? Cause the, the VCs, like they don't, invest in a company because of the idea they invest in a company because they believe in the people mm-hmm. right and this was it's funny because this was the so much the case for airbnb as well mm-hmm. right because when y combinator made their first investment in airbnb after they pitched over 100 people they did not they still didn't really believe in the idea but they mm-hmm. were thinking man these these guys are onto something they'll probably pivot into something else but you know we're, we believe in these people right 
And so that's a really good point. Another point that I wanted to make is what really stuck me was when Simon, Simon Lehman, who was one of our, one of our attendees, and he consults with lots and lots of property managers, right? He's one of the most well-known people in the industry. He was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, actually. But during one of the hot seats, and a hot seat is where we bring one operator, put him on the, on the chair, and then that person gets to share their biggest challenge. And then all the other people in the room are, will give feedback, right? So it's a really valuable thing that we do during Legends. And Simon asked one of the operators, Describe to me your business in one sentence. Mm. What is your business about? Who are you? What are your values? And a lot of people struggle, mm -hmm. right, with this. A lot of people, they're so focused on growing. They're so focused on, you know, just operating, getting more units, like, you know, talking to uh, landlords. And they're so blinded almost by, by the ambition to grow that they forget to really understand who they are and what their business is about. And so that I, I challenge everybody to listen to this because I think this is really, really important for anybody mm. in this business, no matter how many units you have. Even if you're renting out just a spare room, you want to understand you're still running a business, right? And so you still want to understand like who you're serving, what are you about, what are your values. When you really align your messaging with your values, mm. I think yeah. that's huge, yeah. right? Because then you're attracting the right clients. So, dude, I, I love that so much because it's... So this is our last day in Cartagena and we're looking, there's a couple of legends that are still in the city. So we're like, all right, let's, let's organize, let's pick the best restaurant in Cartagena. Let's get some, some of the guys together and have a farewell dinner, the last dinner uh, from this trip. And we were searching and there's a restaurant called Carmen's here in Sandy, uh, in uh, Cartagena. And I went to their website. I clicked on, they had the menu and it said about, I clicked on their about section and it brought me to a page that outlined their vision. They had a whole paragraph of their vision, their goals, their values, and their mission statement. And I was like, wow, like how many, how many restaurants actually put the time into understanding who they truly are? We didn't look at the menu. We didn't see where they're located. We didn't look at any photos. That was the first thing we clicked on. We read through that and we're like, this company knows exactly who they are. They know exactly who they're servicing and their standards, because you read their core values, their standards are through the roof. And then of course we're like, all right, let's book this restaurant. We go to book it and what's happened? It's booked from now until when Sunday or whatever it is. Right. And the reason I bring that up is like, to your point is it's a lot of people just dive right into the revenue side. It's like, I need more units. I need more units. I need revenue. I need revenue, blah, blah, blah. But they don't understand who they are, who they're servicing, who their, their core, like what their core values are, what their mission statement is. Right. So I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, we had companies in there doing millions of dollars through this business model and they couldn't answer that question of in one statement, explain who you are and what you do. And they're like, oh, we're a company that, you know, we list properties and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, so does everybody else, right? But like, who are you? And, you know, just to kind of give some uh, some references and some resources on this. There's a really good book uh, for everyone to go through. I'm actually reading it now. It's called Traction. And it, it'll walk everybody through the process of understanding how to set all of this up of creating core values, creating a mission statement, understanding who you 
are. So that's really good. Traction, definitely recommend that book. And then on point two of the operations and people, uh, there's a really good book called Who that we actually talked about this weekend that will help you hire the best people for your operation. So, but yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more is like truly understanding who we are and we're not just listing properties anymore. We're, we're creating brands, we're creating uh, experiences and memories for people. And we have to understand exactly what that is and who we're servicing. Hosts are always asking, how can I make my place stand out when there's a ton of competition nearby? The answer is service level. When your guests can tell that you've invested in making sure their experience is great, they're more likely to give you a better review and rating. This is how you can differentiate yourself. One way that you can show how much you care is with a Hostfully digital guidebook. Include all the important details that make your property and location unique. Make your place stand out with high-quality service. To try our platform, visit Hostfully.com. The first guidebook is free, and if you like it, you can always upgrade for more features. Let's talk a little bit about the conversations that were going on throughout the event. We provide a lot of uh, free time as well for everybody to just have a drink on the rooftop and and have casual conversations with each other. And a lot of uh, the interesting takeaways, a lot of them come from those those side conversations, right? And so let's just let's talk about you know sort of the general conversations. For example about, you know, where is this industry going? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, one one of the biggest takeaways I got from that is just like side conversations, like sitting on the roof, having, you know, a couple of drinks was people are, the operators are really narrowing down exactly what their business model is. You know, last year in Puerto Rico, we had operators that were kind of doing a bit of everything from the leasing model to the management model to investing and it's crazy to see how, how the success of these operators that returned from Puerto Rico and that, that were here, the amount of success that they had over a short period of time. And they, you know, we're, we're not going to take all the credit, but they gave us credit for organizing this type of setting to allow people to be vulnerable in their businesses, open up, get feedback, and then put it to actual action. What we're noticing that this year, just by side conversations and then in the hot seats, is everyone is picking their lane. That's the biggest thing, right? It's like a lot of a lot of operators are not doing multiple things anymore. They're choosing one lane to own. They're choosing that lane, either leasing or managing or now investing. And they're going 110% into that lane, right? So it's like, it, it's, it's exciting to hear that because we see people all the time. It's like, yeah, I have a lease here. I have a co-host or a management unit here. And I'm thinking about buying properties here. And it's like, it's like you have to really truly understand your identity and, and choose that lane to own that lane. Another thing that that we noticed too is the uh, the community that's that's growing within our industry. You know, it's like a lot of people. I mean, this industry, short term rentals have. I mean, it's brought us all around the world, and you know, obviously, you know, financially, it's been incredible. And but the community that's behind this, especially at the Legends, it's people are. I feel like they're family now. Right. And it's like, we're connecting on such a deep level. I mean, I was just talking to a member a few minutes ago about, uh, how I run my relationship with my girlfriend and I gave him some structure to that of how we run our personal relationship. And now he's putting it to action with him and his wife. Right. And it's just like, it's outside of just business and numbers. I'm noticing that. And 
I, I haven't noticed this in any other industry before of just like people are truly authentically connecting and, and just being friends and helping each other grow, you know? So I don't know if that answered your, your direct question, but that, that was my biggest takeaway. Yeah, I totally agree. And I noticed that too. It struck me actually, I had some pretty, you know, intimate conversations with people as well that I wouldn't have with a lot of people, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think that's what, what, because we really focus on, you know, being non-judgmental, being supportive and choosing the people also according to our values, right? Mm. So this goes back to what we're talking about before. Like, it, you know, when me and Eric started thinking about organizing these events, we didn't, we didn't just book a place and invited a bunch of people. We really thought, okay, well, what are our values? Like, what culture do we want to create? And we want to create a culture of vulnerability, openness, you know, integrity, authenticity, supportiveness and and you know because we had that in mind with the entire event and the people that we invited i think uh, that's really created that uh you know the atmosphere where people feel they can open up and they can share things that they wouldn't normally share with other people mm. uh, so i think that's really awesome but you did not answer my question so <laughs> i'm going to repeat it what do you what do you think about the future of the industry according to like what we talked about during the oh, event. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, that's a great question. So actually part of the video series that we're doing, we narrowed that down with Simon Lehman is the future of short-term rentals, right? So that's where you want to kind of lead this is like, where's this leading? Where Where's all these, you know, millions of Airbnb listings that are popping up and now booking.com is making a big movement into North America. And, you know, you have Sonder and Lyric raising all this money and blah, blah, blah. It's like, there's been so much that's been happening in this industry over the last 12 to 24 months. And Simon was like that, that man, he, he's just such a cool guy. Like he's been in the space for 15 years. He uh, was the CEO of a company that had at, I think when he left the company, they had over 48,000 listings, which doesn't make sense to me. Like how that's even possible, but like picking his brain on this and really understanding, cause he has a different figure on the pulse of this industry. Like he understands where this is leading. And it seems like, again, going back to my original point, it seems like everyone, the future of this industry is everything wrapping up everything that we just said. Right. So professionalism. So like, there's not going to be the fly by night operators anymore. Even the smaller companies that are doing really well, that are running 20, 30, 40 properties, it feels like those companies, they either have to choose their lane, become professional and become profitable to survive uh, and thrive. Two is that they're going to either sell. There's a huge opportunity for uh, mergers and acquisitions in this space, right? So like getting your company to a certain point, even if it's 20 or 30 units and selling that to a bigger company that's coming into your marketplace and they're looking for brand, they're looking for operations and people, right? So if you can do that in a certain marketplace, there's a huge opportunity or the third option where I'm seeing is like those companies are going to dwindle out. Right. And even though like that's not a positive thing or a great thing to hear, it's reality. Right. So it's like we have to, if we're choosing to be an operator or choosing to grow a company and running just 20, 30 units, whatever that, that looks like, we have to really understand who we are and the business that we're building and build those systems, build the operations, get the right people and be actual profitable. And that was a big, a big takeaway too is like companies don't actually know their profitability. They see revenue coming in and they see that they're making a ton of money. But what is Simon just kept 
putting this into our head is like, what is the cost of you actually acquiring a new unit? What is the cost of you of actually running that unit? Are you profitable or are you just making money? And people hear that, you're like, what the hell does that mean? I'm making money. I should be profitable, right? It's like, no. It's like once you get to a point of running 15, 20, 30 properties, your cost of operations go through the roof, right? Like they just start rising for most companies, right? You can do it in a way of lean teams and systems. But understanding your profitability on these properties and your business is is key. So I think the future of short-term rentals is going to be is leaning towards professionalism. It's leaning towards a lot of companies folding or or being, you know, rolling up into bigger companies. And I think we're gonna see a lot more people that are trying to run the the smaller operations of fifteen to thirty or fifty properties dwindling out. I think we're gonna see the the larger professional operators. And then we're going to see the mom and pops that are running individual personal units. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely also what I gather from a lot of the conversations. Um, and to dive a little bit deeper into that, I feel like there's still a really good opportunity for the, the really small house because they can they can bring that personal connection, right? Mm. If you, you have like a couple of units... Um, you could definitely do really, really well because you can offer something that the bigger companies can't. But I think, uh, I think what people seem to agree on that's really, really difficult is to be in multiple markets. Yeah. Right. So this is a really hyper local business. And that's because the knowledge of your area and the connection with your guest is something that's really important in hospitality. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's difficult to be in different markets. And so. The question is, you know, the obviously the the really large operators like Sonder, Lyric, you know, Vacasa, mm-hmm. like those guys are trying to scale really, really fast, and they're in lots of different markets. And you know, the question is, are they going to be able to develop a profitable business model to you know to dominate multiple markets? And and you know, that's really a question, and I don't know if they if they can. Uh, the future will tell. I have some doubts, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think the people that are going to be really successful are the people that really focus on one market and really dominate that market, right? I agree. And I think the reason why probably the the people that run like 50, 100, 150 are going to have an advantage over the sort of the 15, 20, 25 operators is because of efficiencies and skill, mm-hmm. right? So you're still, you're still in one market. It seems that when you're, when you get a, get to like about a 50 units, it seems like things started shifting a bit. You get different challenges, mm-hmm. but also if you, if you solve those challenges, you, you can be more efficient than a smaller uh, operators just by things like having your, you know, hiring your own cleaning team, hiring your, your VA team, that's really going to give you a, a competitive edge. So, so yeah, would you, do you agree on that? Yeah, it's totally, totally. I'm, I'm happy you brought that up because that, that was something that we all agreed upon uh, this weekend is that, you know, in the beginning we, we got into this industry because it also gave us a, the possibility of running properties remotely all over the place. And you can still do that on a smaller level on a personal portfolio side. But if you're trying to grow a company or brand in this space, 
That's where the operational issues come from, right? Because you have to rely on your systems and you have to rely on people in different marketplaces. And as, you know, business owners that are running companies with, you know, we, we have a company where our employees are in like four or five different time zones. And, you know, it's, it's really difficult to have a synergy and have a culture within a company and have people follow your systems and your processes and procedures to keep your standards the same in your hometown versus a town that's even, you know, an hour away. Right. So those are, and that's what I mean by that. Like where, where I see these operators, they, they're the hyper focus. And I'm happy you brought that up. The hyper focus into a certain market are going to be the individuals that, and companies that could really thrive because you can invest your, your personality, your culture, all of that and control it and contain it versus trying to be the operator that has 50 units spread across six, seven different cities. So yeah, hyper, hyper focused into markets, I think will be uh, the future of short term rentals as well. Sweet, man. Um, any other major takeaways that you want to share before we wrap this up? Oh, man. Um, I don't know. There's so many. It's hard to kind of align with it all. No, I mean, it's just been a it's been a truly incredible experience. Uh, what we realized, too, is that all the legends at this event and the returning legends, we had probably, what, seven or eight returning legends. Everyone is really successful in their business. Technology is growing really, really fast. I, and that's, you know, the future of short-term rentals as well is the opportunity to tap into technology and technology to kind of absorb all these other loose ends that are kind of out there, if that makes sense. But I think, you know, what I'm excited about, too, is us sharing the journey of these legends through our video series, through our, you know, more, more podcasts together, more blogs, all of that. Uh, Cause these legends, they want to help. They want to help other companies. They want to share what made them successful and how they went from, you know, zero to a hundred plus listings and how they're building their companies. And now how a lot of these legends are starting to tap into the ownership side, the boutique hotel and the apartment owning uh, world. So that could be a whole nother podcast talking about that. But yeah, that, that was one of my major takeaways as well is just how everyone is just so open to sharing. So we're going to do our best to kind of cultivate that between the legends and, and the rest of the, the communities. Absolutely. The way I like to look at it is, you know, we pick the participants that want to raise the tide versus raising their own boat. Right. And so that's the whole idea behind the, you know, how we curate the participants to this event. So to wrap this up again, check out our Instagram, STR Legends. We've got a ton of stories that we put into a highlight. Um, we have highlights for both our events. So you can check out Puerto Rico and you can check out Cartagena now. So there's two of them. And you can compare how the events were, were different as well. Uh, we're going to be doing this for every event. So eventually we're going to have a, like a whole series of, uh, of, you know, Instagram highlights for, for you guys to follow. And we're going to, we're going to be active on this Instagram account as well. So we're going to be sharing lots of takeaways, knowledge, photos and whatnot. Yeah. And I was going to mention too, you know, we, we don't have to go into all the details right now, but we do have a couple of events that we have coming up for the rest of the year. One is going to be in Southern California, and then we're planning another one in a a very beautiful, beautiful country. So we're going to be announcing that soon. But for anyone who's listening that wants to attend this, just, uh, just to understand what a legend is, a short-term rental legend is for us, uh, minimum requirements to enter into the room would be 25 units 
units and or million dollars or more in revenue. So that that seems to be our threshold. But the average operator that's in there is running 50 to about 600 units. So very high end. We probably will raise that that threshold at some point soon. Um, so if anybody who's you know wants to check it out and talk to us about that, just go over to strlegends.com and we have a uh, just a basic application on there. Uh, just go through that and then we'll jump on the phone with you and see see if it's a good fit. Awesome. Yeah. So we're planning an, uh, an event in uh, in May in California and one in November. It's going to be in a very exotic country, but not too far from the US and Canada because that's where most of our uh, operators uh, operate. So yeah, so the video series is going to come out in about a month. Uh, we've put a lot of time and effort <laughs> and resources into it. So uh, we're definitely going to keep you uh, updated on what's going on there. So uh, yeah, with that, uh, let's wrap this up. We are leaving Cartagena tomorrow we're both going in different directions but then we'll meet up again in about a, in a couple of weeks time in, in san diego actually so well, we'll be doing some uh, podcasts from there as well so thanks for listening and uh, until next week get paid for your pet get paid for your pet get paid for your pet